Welcome to the Breaking Through the Noise podcast, a show designed to help you cut through all the static and find the tips, tricks, and encouragement you need to make your business successful. Your hosts are Mark Wilson and Laurel Wright, two entrepreneurs like you struggling and striving to find the pro tips and hacks to be more productive and make more money. Their goal every week is to give you the resources and encouragement that will help you gain an advantage over your competition. So let's not waste any time and get started. Here are your hosts, Mark and Laurel. Well, I guess the cat's out of the bag now. Breaking Through the Noise podcast has a brand new co-host. Laurel, welcome to the show. You're already brightening up the joint. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Mark. I'm so honored to be here and just happy to be a part of this. And both of us are excited to bring you a brand new podcast designed to be a a useful resource for the busy entrepreneur, the side hustler, the team leader, and even pastors and nonprofit executives. Our goal is for every 30-minute episode to be designed to provide you with pro tips, software hacks, and even motivation and encouragement to give you an edge in your marketplace. We want you to quickly find out what you need so that you can focus your time and energy on growing your business. Because that's exactly what Laurel and I do every day. We find the tips and tricks to make us successful in serving our clients. Right, Laurel? Absolutely, Mark. We're also lining up guests that are breaking through the noise in their own business and careers that they can share their tricks of the trade and even some guests with motivating and encouraging stories about how they overcame challenges and obstacles to find success in their own life. Well, let's dive right in, and I'm happy to introduce our first guest for the new Breaking Through the Noise podcast, and that's going to be Laurel Wright, my new co-host. Let's get to know, give us a chance to get to know Laurel, um, because it's my pleasure to introduce her to this audience. Laurel's one half of the country music duo, The Young Fables, and is one of Nashville's young darlings. Laurel is not only a gifted musician, but she's also worked diligently to market The Young Fables and build a national fan following that includes over 25,000 followers on social media, and she did that from scratch in just a few short years. She's all, she also has a side gig where she helps businesses and entertainers build their social social media presence. Let's take a minute and get to know this extremely talented young lady and start picking her brain for tips on how to build a following and tips to overcome challenges that get in the way of our success. Laurel... Thanks for being a part of my team. So let's jump right in and, and get to know your story. Why did you want to be an entertainer when you were a young girl growing up in East Tennessee? First of all, I just want to say that that intro was amazing, and I feel very good about myself right now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I started singing in church when I was three or four years old, and I mean, I've just, I've sang for as long as I can remember, and I started writing songs and playing guitar when I was about 10 years old, and honestly, I never saw myself doing anything but playing music, so that's, that's kind of how I got started, and then, um, yeah, just, it's, I've done it forever, so. So let's, I mean, let's face it, you, you are an entertainer, you're more than a musician, because it just, it comes out, you like people, don't you? I love people. Most of the time. 
(laughs) (laughs) No, I do. I, I love performing. I love writing music. I love meeting new people and just... I don't know, ex- exchanging stories. It's not just about my story. It's about other people's stories too. So that's also a fun part of, of what I do. Your musical partner, uh, Wes Lunsford, got together six years ago, I guess, five years ago. Yeah. Or I'll, maybe longer than that. So we are both from Maryville, and we played together for about a year. I think I was 18 when I met Wes. And he, uh, we played together for a year, and then when I moved to Nashville when I was 19, Wes was like, I really want to be a part of whatever that you plan on doing in Nashville. And I was like, well, probably not going to make any money. I'm 19 years old. I live in Nashville. I'm just trying to get my foot in the door. And so Wes was there every step of the way, and a year of living in Nashville, that's when we started The Young Fables. You've built your audience. You've built your fan base um, basically from scratch. And you've, you've done a lot of that online uh, using social media. Talk to me about um, how hard that was trying to juggle playing music all night and working then all day to, to, to try to connect with people. It is hard. I think a lot of people don't understand that social media is, is a job in itself. It's like going out and playing gigs and writing music. And then that's why a lot of people... Yeah, a lot of artists in Nashville, you know, they work with a PR team that handles their social media. And that was one of those things that I never wanted to hand over to somebody else. I always wanted to do my own social media and I owe a lot of that to my mom. Um, She actually ran my Laurel Wright pages. Like she's the one who started it. So transitioning from Laurel Wright to the Young Fables was a scary thing because it's not like I started an, an entire new Facebook page or Instagram page, I transitioned my solo career to this duo career that I now have with Wes. So that was kind of tricky, but it ended up being much better than I ever expected. In your young career and in your young life, uh, you've had a couple of years already that you've had to endure um, some huge challenges. Mm -hmm. And um, 2018 was one of those years. Um, And I'm just going to say right now, I, I admire you for, for being able to talk about this because I'm getting a little choked up just trying to ask the question. So I apologize. Um, but 2018 uh, was was going to be a, a, a real pivotal year for the Fables. You were starting to, to get some traction in Nashville. Things were happening, starting to, to tour regionally and nationally. Um, but on January 5th, at the beginning of 2018, you lost your sister in a tragic car wreck. And if that wasn't enough, after losing your best friend, eight months later, you lost your dad, uh, your rock, to a massive heart attack in in the child in your childhood home. Um, talk talk to us about how you overcame that. And, and I guess, frankly, what I'm what I'm wanting to know is. Why didn't you just say, I'm done, I'm quitting, I, this is too much, I'm going to go waitress at the Waffle House? Yeah, and trust me, those thoughts did cross my mind. I mean, you know, in in 2017, going into 2018, I, I really did think that it was going to be a great year for the Young Fables, and the craziest part about it is that it was. It was 
it was a great year for my career and it was a great year for me and Wes. And we, that was when we really started like touring all over the nation and just so many doors and opportunities were opening up for us. But then there was this other side of me. It's, you know, I have one sibling three years younger than me, Lindy. And when I lost her on January 5th, it's like my whole life changed and I'd never really dealt with depression or anxiety or anything like that until, you know, she passed away. And so I really had to, you know, try to figure things out for my, in my personal life, as well as trying to figure things out for the fables when we were, you know, this whole new chapter of our career was happening. And it was just a very trying time for me. And I guess I, I didn't, I didn't give up because I had so many supportive people around me. I think if it weren't for, you know, people like you, even though we didn't know each other at the time, but you were definitely one of those people in my life now that, you know, I wish that I would have had then, I don't know, and having Wes to kind of be there and, and kind of pull me through some things and my manager, Patrick and, and my mom. And there's so many people that play into that. Um, yeah. And I think just being able to, to write music and, and, kind of share my story with other people really helped the healing process for me. So what I hear you saying, Laurel, is that it, to, it helps to have a, you've got a team, you've right. got your team, yep. team Laurel, <laughs> uh, which I'm proud to be a part of. <laughs> um, so that, that makes a ton of sense. You know, 2018 was a pivotal year. 2019 was even bigger, more dates, more touring, um, Second album, did it come out in 2019 or 2018? I think that was 2018. 2018. So you were touring with a new album in 2019. Segued into 2020 with over 200 dates scheduled. January and February were jam-packed. And then the world shut down in March. and And we all had to pivot. What did your pivot look like in 2020? Um... Man, that's also a tough question. I, whenever, uh, 2018 and 2019 were happening and, you know, like I said, it was hard to kind of juggle the touring and being away from my mom after my sister and my dad died. And, you know, a part of me really just wanted to be at home, but I didn't have that luxury of being with my mom because I had to work. So, um, when 2020 happened, I remember over like, the time span of like a weekend, the entire year was canceled. I remember it was in March. I'll never forget that. And so instead of just being super down about it, I wanted to kind of change my perspective, which is kind of what I've had to do the last three years. You know, everything in my life, I'm just like, just change your perspective. Just try to have an open mind about this. So I don't know. I I started doing uh, more social media stuff. Like instead of just doing it for myself, I'm like, well, let me take this opportunity of, you know, take this opportunity to figure out what else I can do just sitting at home. Like what skills do I already have? And so since I'd already done social media for myself for all these years, and I feel like I was okay at it or pretty good at it and really wanting to learn more about it. I'm like, why don't I just step into it a little bit more? And so it really changed my life actually. Yeah. You know, and one of the fun things you guys did is for, for your music career you know, me being a senior citizen groupie of the Young Fables, <laughs> you know, you did like the rest of the world. You moved everything online right. and, and started doing a lot of streaming uh, concerts, like a lot of um, 
entertainers. But you guys also used a, a social media platform that's really was really designed for gamers, I think. Yep. And it's used by gamers called Twitch, which is an interesting dynamic that allows for a lot of interaction. So um, talk about some of the fun things you guys did with your fans. Yeah. During I mean, the, the past year. We had to be super creative because everyone was doing online concerts. So it's like we did, um, I remember this one time we, we did a Facebook live where we just sat and we made brownies and drank wine and just had a chat with like our Facebook, um, followers. And that was super fun. And then, um, back to the Twitch thing, that is like a gaming platform. So we had noticed that there was a few musician type people that were going on there and doing live shows. And we're like, let's jump on this thing before, you know, it blows up with all kinds of musicians. So we wanted to be a part of that movement. So I think it's really cool that we had, you know, a chance to do that. And also all the equipment and the sound and all the other stuff that goes into it. That was also a challenge, but yeah, super, super fun. And then you, you created a, a secondary revenue stream for you personally with your, your social media business that you launched, that you talked about. Um, how, how tough was, what was that like to, to decide, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start a, a side business. I want to start a side hustle. How, how hard was that or what, what went into that decision or did it, was it, was it just came natural, did it just come natural, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, uh, yes and no. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, uh, it wasn't hard to make the decision to do it because it was something that I always wanted to do, but it was a learning curve for me because I knew how to run social media for myself and my brand, but kind of stepping outside of that and learning how to run social media for other people was challenging. And it still is. I mean, I, I feel like if you're doing something like social media or marketing or anything like that, you're learning new stuff all the time. So, um, I don't know. It was, it was fun. And with your help, I mean, I feel like, I feel like, we, I feel like we make a great team, Mark. I'm just saying. Well, and I hope our audience gets to see that <laughs> in this podcast. So, um, thank you. But yeah, so I, I think that's what makes your social media business work is because you're always learning. You're learning about their business. You're learning about your client's business. You're and you're learning new things and, and that keeps it so fresh uh, and, and a perspective that, you know, we business owners see our business from the inside out and we don't see it from an outside looking in. So, so it's hard for us to simplify and clarify a, a lot of things we'll talk about in, in upcoming episodes um, in, in how to, how to create social media marketing um, campaigns. So, We'll come back and, and continue our conversation with Laurel in just a minute. But first, let me introduce our weekly segment called That One Thing, where every week we'll give you a specific hack or pro tip to help you be more productive and profitable in your business. We are really excited about this addition to the podcast because we want you to be able to get practical tips and ideas that you can implement every week. In our weekly tip segment, That One Thing, we will provide you with tools, apps, books, or people that can help you be more productive, 
profitable and successful in your business or career. I get asked all the time, what is the best productivity tool for a busy person that's on the go and uses multiple devices to run their life and their business? There are tons of options out there and and new ones pop up every day, but the one productivity app that is definitely not a fad is Evernote. It's been around for about 21 years now, which is like a century in app years. And it was turned, and I was turned onto it in about 2009 by my then 18 year old academically overachieving son. Did you catch that dad brag there? <laughs> Evernote began as a simple note taking and web clipping tool, but it has developed into a robust software that supports image capture, voice notes, and handwriting recognition. These notes can be geotagged, emailed, labeled, and synced across a range of devices. The basic version remains free, but the paid version of Evernote Pro integrates with other popular tools like Google Drive, Slack, and Microsoft Outlook and Teams. And, by the way, I'm not a paid spokesperson or a commissioned sales rep for Evernote. I just couldn't function without it. Evernote is primarily my note-taking app. Notes can be organized using searchable tags that you apply to the notes, but another way to organize the notes is through virtual notebooks. Each notebook contains a collection of notes that are related in topic. For instance, a student might have one notebook for all of their notes on biology and another notebook for math. Someone else might decide to have a notebook for minutes from a work committee meetings and another notebook for their kids' school reminders. However a user decides to set up their notebooks, they can have up to 250 different notebooks and up to 100,000 individual notes. One nice feature of Evernote is that users can format notes in different ways. The Evernote composing screen is similar to Microsoft Word and the default style for notes is long chunks of text. But formatting tools along the top of Evernote allow you to change your note to a to-do list, a bulleted or numbered list, or even a chart. You can also incorporate images, voice notes, or information from integrated apps directly into your note. The app also incorporates a robust search tool so that notes can be located quickly even if you have lots of notebooks and lots of individual notes. If you understand these basics, learning how to use Evernote's more advanced features will be a breeze. So here are my four pro tips to make Evernote your ninja app too. First, give the free version a try, but I recommend you quickly invest in the premium version. It costs $7.99 per month the last time I checked, and it gives you so much more storage and capability. My biggest reason for paying for premium is I can deploy the app on all my devices and sync them so that I have all my notes, ideas, and everything with me at all times. Second, install the Web Clipper into your web browsers. This tool allows you to quickly capture web pages, blog posts, news articles, or even YouTube videos and turn them into a note. Third, I recommend that you use tags on every note you create or clip so that they can be easily searchable. I only have a couple of notebooks for grouping notes of a particular theme. The majority of my notes go into my inbox with as many tags as I can use to make it quickly searchable. 
For example, I have a notebook for recipes, but I also tag every post as to what it is, like chicken, grill, barbecue sauce. Or I might clip a news article for a blog post idea. I would collect it into my inbox and add the the tag blog post ideas and the content theme for that article. The key is to be consistent in naming your tags and don't get too granular or too broad because you can use multiple tags. Fourth and finally, scan your paper documents to not only get them off your desk, but to store where you store them where you can easily f- find them using your iPhone or Android phone using the scannable using scannable. It's an Evernote app. You simply photograph the paper and label the image as a photo, document, color document, post-it, or business card. Then you can organize the image just like any other note, including applying labels and assigning it to notebooks. Best of all, handwritten notes become searchable text once incorporated into Evernote. The more you use Evernote, the more of its robust power you will be able to take advantage of to be better organized. To say I use it every day is an understatement. It is always pulled up on my desktop and on the main screen of my phone. If you're looking for a better way to collect, organize, and access all your ideas, content, and even paper documents, then Evernote is the app you need. Check out the link in the show notes, which are located in the podcast section of our website. If you are listening on iTunes or Google Podcasts, there is a link in our description on both platforms to take you to our website. And by the way, I don't get compensated for promoting Evernote, but if you click our link, I will get referral credit applied to my premium account, which you can do also as a user. Let me know if you have any questions about Evernote in the comments or email me at mark at ethos-sm.com. So, back to our conversation with Laurel. Laurel, in such a short career so far, and it I say short, but you've been entertaining for most of your life. Um, you've overcome more than the average person faces sometimes in their entire lifetime. What is the one thing that keeps you going and persevering towards your goals? Ooh, I don't think there is one thing. I think it's... You know, back to what I said earlier, I think it's multiple things. I think it's the people that you surround yourself with. I think it's your team. I think it's if you have faith of any kind, which was a big one for me, um, songwriting, singing and performing. And I don't know when I went through everything that I went through and I still go through the minute that I step on stage or I'm doing something that I love, even if it's social media or singing or whatever, all of that kind of goes away for a little bit. It's kind of like my escape. So I, w- I would say it's it's a plethora of things. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So, again, what you're saying is it's important to have a, a good support. And then it's also important, though, to immerse yourself into what you're doing, to be to be in that moment at that time. Um, and, and I'll attest to that. I, when Laurel's in her zone, she's in her zone, and you're not going to break in. Right. Um, until she's ready for you to, you know, ready to to finish what she's working on. And I I really admire that. And, and I've tried to emulate that with, with my own because, you know, I'm the puppy that sees the shiny object and starts running, chasing the <laughs> squirrel. 
and then runs into the fence and knocks himself unconscious against the fence. So, um, so you know, I, I really admire that trait, and I do. I, I'm also uh, a big believer in having your squad or your team yep. to to not only support you, but you know, you're there to support them, and it just becomes. Um, you know, these are my go-to people when I need something. Yeah, I think... And, and it's different for everybody. It is important to have those people. And going back to, like, you know, talking about my purpose and kind of what keeps me going, before my sister and my dad passed away, I had a hard time knowing what my purpose was. Like, I knew I was supposed to sing. I knew I was supposed to write music. But when I got on stage, sometimes I would catch myself kind of not knowing what to say or where to go at, you, you know, just certain little things. And then when they passed away, I realized that a big part of my purpose in life is to share, just to simply share my story with other people. I feel like that's what life is all about. So that, that was a big eye opener for me. Laurel, thanks for taking a few minutes and, and sharing a lot of stuff, sharing some personal stuff with, with our audience. And I'm, you know, most appreciative of that. And, you know, I, my hope is, is that someone will, will hear this that's facing a big obstacle in their life. And maybe you've given them just a little bit more courage or a little bit more motivation to take on that, that obstacle. Maybe to get over it, to go around it or just bulldoze right through the middle of it uh, because it's worth the pain and the effort because there's there's a, a great reward on the other side. Well, it is, it's my honor and my privilege to help others, whether it's with my music or helping businesses become more engaged and connecting online. Um, but I feel like, you know, as much as someone said that I helped them, they probably helped me just as much. So that's, that's the beauty of like social media and connecting with people. So. Thanks for joining us this week. It was my pleasure to introduce you to Laurel Wright. I, I am so excited for you guys to get to know her more. She's got so much to share um, and has has will be a great asset to you and a great resource as we provide the tips and hacks that help our business. So we look forward to seeing you or to hearing, to talking to you again. <laughs> Sorry, we've been doing a lot of video recently too, so... Look forward to talking to you again next week on Breaking Through the Noise. Thanks for investing a few minutes with us on the podcast today. We hope Breaking Through the Noise will become your go-to resource for growing your business and yourself with our pro tips and life hacks. If you like what you heard, please do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if it was helpful, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And most importantly, let's get connected. Hit us up on social media. Our links are in the show notes. Our theme music is from The Young Fables. Check out all their work on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. We'll see you again next week as we keep breaking through the noise.